Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. for another Windy City Storm Hockey Roundtable. Just two of us here today. It's uh, myself and a one Rob Rassi. This got to be what, like your fourth? Fourth or fifth appearance. Fourth or fifth appearance on the pod here. So excited to have Rass back on. And uh, we, we threw out the bat signal on Twitter the other day of some topics that you guys would like to hear us talk about. And uh, I'm really excited for this one, actually, because we had somebody... Uh, talk about what makes a good captain, what makes a good leader for a team. And if there's anything, honestly, that can help a team win, this is probably the most important thing. Uh, maybe 1A to or 1B to talent, <laughs> I would say. Absolutely. So uh, I think this is a fantastic, uh, fantastic one to talk about here. And um, Ras, you know, you've coached for a long time. How important is player leadership to you? I mean, it's... Uh, the foundation of any successful team um, that I've been a part of is that leadership group uh, amongst the players, players that take ownership of the team for its success. Um, any good team, honestly, that, that I've coached or played on, I, I feel, think back to those teams, leadership group was, was everything. Yeah, it's interesting you say leadership group too because I think that's a really important thing because like the captain can only do so much. You know, like the coach can only do so much based upon the support and the respect that they have from the captains and the leadership group. And the captains can only do so much based on the support and the buy-in from like the next leaders. No, not as, not even necessarily the guys who are wearing the A's, but like those secondary guys. And I talk about that in my team building all the time, especially with the older groups is like, hey, the most important people on your team are the ones that actually aren't wearing the letters. They're the ones right underneath that who have the pull of everybody in the locker room 100%. and the pulse and stuff. And if if they're on the same page as the, the captains and the captains are on the same page as the coach, that's recipe for success. If any one of those does not, like, have a congruency, then you're, you're hooped. Yeah, and with, with how important it is, it's too large of a responsibility for just one player. Oh, for sure. It is. It's too, it's too big. <laughs> Um, so I, I think like going along with this, uh, I want to get into kind of like how that hierarchy works in, in a specific team. Um, but I wanted to ask you first, both from a player's point of view from when you were playing and then also from a coaching point of view, who are some guys that you've either played with and then who you've coached that have really gone above and beyond and have been just amazing leaders? And, like, what was it about them that made them really good leaders? Yeah, I think the most recent ones for me throughout my coaching career, the ones that kind of come to mind, the first one, um, while I was at Harvard, we had a kid, Kyle Criscolo, uh, who was a two-year captain for us, which at Harvard is, is rare Yeah, um, to get voted as a captain by the players as a junior uh, and a senior as well, obviously. But uh, he was, for me... 
uh, one of the best captains and leaders that I've been around, both um, in the, his relationship with the coaching staff, his relationship with the players, the amount of respect that he had. Wasn't a rah-rah type guy, more of the uh, lead, as, lead by example, do as I do kind of thing, um, but just had a presence around him and was just respect, had the respect of his coaches, had the respect of his teammates, uh, and just an awesome overall human being. Yeah, for sure. How about when you were a player? When I was a player uh, in college, we also had a two-year captain, um, Joe Vitale. Um, oh, yeah. Who, good yeah. St. Louis boy. Yeah, That's good St. Like Louis that. boy. Yeah. And uh, Joe was awesome. Joe was actually my roommate. And uh, he was, uh, again, one of those lead-by-example type guys, but just one of those kids who just showed up to the rink every day and um, just, again, lead-by-example, left it all out there every day. And when, when you see him, how hard he worked, what he brought to the table every day, he just lifted those up uh, around him just by what he did. Yeah. Well, okay, another question going along with that. Chris Golo, obviously a really good player. Played some games in the NHL. Um, Vitali, same thing. What are your thoughts on your best players being your captains versus maybe a role player being a captain? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it just it's worked out that way just on, on a couple of the teams that I've yeah. been on, but I, I, I don't think it's limited by... The, the, the play of the performance of the player by any means. Um, I th- I do think it's important for that player to be a core part of the team, um, but I, I think it's not limited to goals or assists or points or anything like that. I, I think it's um, for, for just the overall personality and makeup of the player. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think it's limited by any Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Capacity. Yeah, I agree with you. The only thing is, is I feel like, if your best player or players are your hardest workers and your leaders, then you're setting yourself up pretty good. Because, I mean, for whatever reason, people typically gravitate towards the most talented players. Like, they have a say in the room, whether they like it or want it or not, right? So yep. if if those players are your top leaders and they're really working hard like they're gonna pull guys up or down then you have something special yeah (laughs) Yeah. you know then you have something special yeah like I like Matt Molson's one of the best captains I had um and he was our best player at Cornell and it was it was huge and then it's interesting but like the year before that we had a captain named Mike Canoffley who was a really good player for us Mm -hmm. um but he wasn't like the guy but I that team was really really special because we talked about it earlier um that the, the leadership group of that team was phenomenal. And we had so many different kinds of leaders on that team too. You know, we had like Kanoff was a guy who just didn't say much, just did his thing. Like every day you knew what you were going to get from him. Like he was a great guy, shirt off your back kind of guy. Then you had a guy like Moles who was a junior that year who was kind of like the stud, but he was like the hardest worker too. Yeah. Then you had guys, you know, I don't know if you know the names, Cam and Chris Abbott. Cam and Chris Abbott, who are, you know, (laughs) it's funny. I I go back to this. Like, they are players who ended up having amazing European careers. And Cam and Chris are the GM and head coach of a team in the Swedish Elite League right now. And extremely talented, had great pro careers. They were, like, our third-line left winger and fourth-line centers on that team. But they were the best teammates. And they, they accepted their role, and they did it to the best of their ability, even though they were way better than that role. Yep. And it, it just goes to show you, like, they didn't... I think maybe Cam wore a letter. No, not that year, the year after that. Whatever it was. Chris, or I can't remember. But, like, 
they didn't wear letters that first year and they didn't have these high roles on the team but they, like for me they're the reason that we won I mean we were a goal away from the frozen four that year because we had guys like that who gave it everything that they had and didn't care like it was just about the team it wasn't about them it was yeah. special yeah for sure for sure yeah no it's uh it's uh, you know it's funny about the Abbots. I the weird things you remember I've never met either of them but I went to a junior B hockey game in Sarnia uh, when I was in high school, and they were playing no the way. Junior B team. And I remember seeing these two kids out there. I'm like, wow, these kids are really good. <laughs> uh, and I remember seeing that they were committed to Cornell. It's funny you say that. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, I remember that team. So you come in as a freshman, you don't know what to expect, right? And then I remember our first skate, which was just a captain skate, just kind of casual, like nothing to it. And a puck gets chipped into the corner and all of a sudden there's like a rugby scrum in the corner and guys are just absolutely battling cams in there chris is in there they're just like you know it was just like and i'm i'm oh oh this is what i'm getting into it here that's the bar oh right? my god it first day on campus i yeah. was like this is this is all right let's go and from a coaching perspective right i mean that's what you want right you obviously the coaches are going to set the example is to and set the send the message of of how things are done and what to expect kind of thing and but when you walk in as a player and you see the other players doing that, yeah, that's what really sets the bar for sure, for sure. And it's like I want to I want to go further on this because like that team for me was really really special. You know, we were on like a 19 game win streak going into the NCAA tournament and lost to Minnesota at Mariucci in overtime to go to the Frozen Four. It was like heartbreaking. And I just think back to that team and. I, Leadership comes in so many different ways, and I feel like when we were growing up, and this was a mistake that I made as a player too when I was a captain of, of a few of my teams, like I felt like I needed to be this caricature of a person to be a good leader. You're always kind of told how to be a leader, but I think the wisdom now and what you know a lot of people are talking about is you just got to be the best version of yourself. 100%. You got to bring your best version of you to the rink you have to be authentic. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's what the, the mark of any good leader that I've been around is the person that just is themselves and their characteristics and everything that they bring as a person is evident. Yeah. If, like people can smell if you're fake. Yeah. And you're trying to be something that you're not, then it's not, you, you're not authentic. Yeah. Right? You want uh, the, the people that I've been around um, that I, I feel like command that type of presence are the ones that are just themselves. Yeah. And that was, I think, honestly, what was so special about that team you know, it, it, when you go down kind of our leadership group, like you had Kanoffs, who I talked about, just get the job done. You knew what you were going to get. Mike Eggleton was a senior that year, and he wasn't playing on the power play. Guy that played in the NHL. Like, unbelievable player, unbelievable pro career. Was a mm -hmm. senior, second-line center, played a lot of penalty kill, rarely got there on the power play. Unbelievable. Like Charlie Cook, just a beauty of a guy. You knew what you were going to get from him. Good Michigan guy, oh, you yeah. know. <laughs> um, but then even like our third goalie, a guy named Louis Shabbat, he was the he was like the social coordinator, yeah. right? He was the guy who was going to make sure that everybody was where they needed to be after a game on Saturday night and everybody felt welcomed. And he was the guy that took me around on my visit and made me fall in love with Cornell. I mean, it comes in so many different ways and can come from so many different people. And I think as a coach, that's something you really have to be mindful of and, and even promote is like, hey, guys, we don't 
we need everybody pulling on the same rope and we need our leadership to make sure, but you have to be yourself. Don't feel like you need to be a hard ass. Don't feel like you need to be this guy or that guy or be like me as a coach. You got to just bring the best version of you. Absolutely. Now here's a question for you. Um, when during your time recruiting at Cornell and you're looking at players, yep. uh, if a player is wearing a letter in juniors uh, on their previous teams, did that carry weight for you? A million percent, right? Not even a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, you talk about it with recruiters all the time or you talk about it with scouts. Uh, there's a reason why people are wearing letters and the people most of the time, and we can get into it, the players are voting for the captains. So you know that they have the respect of the group. Um, also, the coaches are ultimately the ones that say who the captains are, <laughs> even if there's votes. So, you know, if if there's a letter on the coaches have some respect for him, too. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, leadership a lot of times is synonymous with intangibles. They do the right things. They prepare the right way. They have respect. Um, and so those are things that you don't necessarily see when you watch a kid play once or twice or maybe three, four times and you need to make a decision on them. Um, and so having that letter, it does, it, it makes you feel a little bit better about the decisions that you're making. And if there's a top player that's not wearing a letter, you're always kind of like, okay, you're not, it, it, it's not like you're not going to take the kid, but you're For wondering sure. yeah, how come? How about you? Same thing? Same thing. Yeah. And that's something that um, I, I remember just, it, it, it wasn't in, uh, intentional. You don't go out looking for, for kids that are only wearing letters, but I remember sitting and, and looking at some of our recruiting classes when, when I was at Harvard and like, oh, this guy's a captain in Waterloo. This guy's a captain in Omaha. This guy's a captain in Lincoln. You know what I mean? And it just, yeah. it's like, oh, okay. Like it's, it gives you, and then it, it kind of just fills into the culture and everything that you're trying to build on, on the team that you have, yeah. you know, and then. Um, it's funny when my, my first two years, um, in, uh, in coaching, working with Anthony Noreen in, in Youngstown, one of the messages that he always had to the guys was we want you, we don't want, I mean, talk about the leadership group and everything like that. We want you to come here. We want you to be a leader where you go next. Right. So that was a, a part of the development I like um, that. that, that he instilled throughout the, the, the culture of the team was, we want you to leave here, go play college hockey, and wear a letter. And it was funny, like two years after uh, I had left and I was talking to him about it, we ended up having, I think, like 11 or 12 kids on that team wearing letters in college. No way. Yeah. Yeah. So what were some of the things that you guys did there to kind of promote that and foster that leadership development? Because that's know, really interesting. Yeah, and it was it was something that he, in, as a coaching staff, like he set the message in uh, with that leadership group. Um, and kind of the expectations. We had a great group of kids that year. I mean, it was um, both years that I was there, we had thinking back to the veterans that we had on those teams, and we, we just ended up having a, a really great collection of kids Yeah. Um, that, that really bought into to what we were trying to do, you know, and the message that he was um, – that, that Anthony wanted for the, the culture of the team. Um, they all bought into it. Yeah. They're just a great group of kids. Just yeah. a great group of kids. That's awesome. I mean, it goes to how important recruiting is, right? And Jason Kohler, I mean, he, I'm assuming, built those teams. Um, I know he's, just from talking to him, he's very interested in that side of things. For sure. Um, and, yeah, it's funny. Like, I remember I was doing a, a YouTube thing during COVID where I had Steve Miller, Benny Sire, and Todd Connaught on and we were talking recruiting and I was asking him a bunch of questions and killer was interesting. Cause he was like, I'm not going to recruit a kid that I don't want to be around for four years. If I go down and talk to you after a game and I don't like you or you don't look me in the eye or whatever, I'm just not going to recruit you. 
I have to go to the rink, you know. I have to be around you more <laughs> every day for the next four years. Like, yeah. I don't want to be, you know. It's I completely agree. With that. <laughs> There's something to be said for that. There for is sure. something to say for that. Sure. <laughs> now, now with this, uh, we talk about you know. There's a bunch of different types of leaders and stuff, but what are like maybe let's say let's call it two. What are two attributes of somebody that you think people? I don't want to say have to have, but it's a pretty big requirement to have to be a leader of a hockey team at any age group. The first thing that comes to mind for me are um, is the lead by example, right? You have to yeah. have, for me, the characteristics and the qualities of your everyday routine, the way you handle yourself, um, your work ethic, your practice habits, everything like that. For me, that, that kind of sets the bar. You know, because that you, you can't sure you could be a, a great guy in the locker room to the guys. But if you're going out there and you're not uh, living it, you know what I mean? If you're not living it, um, it's going to be it's not going to carry as much weight. For me, it's yeah. that lead by example type thing. Um, go out, set the example, set the bar for the way things are going to be done. Um, and for me, that's the first thing that comes to mind is you have to you have to live it. You have to do it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can't have somebody that just gives lip service. Then you're going the exact opposite way. That guy never has respect in the locker room. Um, I, I think one of the biggest ones for me, and this is one I feel like I've learned throughout the years, and especially maybe with some of the tougher years, is I think maybe not so much at the younger levels, but definitely at the older levels, like Bana Midget and, and above in, into pro hockey, I think you have to have – a captain or a leader who's not afraid to challenge the coach like confidence the confidence to walk through the yep. door and say hey coach this is what the team is feeling something's got to change I, I as a coach being on the same page with your leadership group I think is so important because we're not you know we only have you guys at the rink for two three hours a day tops right so we don't know all the time what's going on in the feel of the group and what people are thinking and I just feel like having a captain or a leadership group that's not afraid to, to open the door and say, hey, coach, we got an issue or, hey, coach, we need to be doing this or that. Or, hey, coach, there's this kid that's, you know, he's feeling pretty down right now. I feel like you need to do something or talk to him. The more I've done this, the more um, you, you have to have leaders that are afraid, aren't afraid to challenge you. 100%. That was the second thing that came to mind was yeah. confidence. Yeah. Right? You have to be a confident uh, person to be able to do that. And I, I do think that messaging coming from the coaching staff to the leadership group, I think is important yeah. to give the players that confidence. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah, something most, that's <laughs> most coaches are like, it's an open door policy, but <laughs> no. Nah. Yeah. yeah. I think we've played for guys that <laughs> <laughs> might not be receptive to that yeah. criticism uh, as much as others would yeah. be. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I just yeah, it's uh, that that confidence is it's true because I also believe that a team takes on the personality of their leaders, like a hundred percent. If you have a leader that everything you're talking about does things the right way, not afraid to challenge, like you know what you're gonna get from them. I, I feel like the players will gravitate towards that. If you have a tough leadership group that you know maybe doesn't buy into what the team is doing, isn't on the same page as the coaches, give a lot of lip service where they say the right things in front of the coaches or in front of the team and then don't live it. 
Oof, that's a recipe for disaster. Do you have you seen that in the teams that you've played for and coached? I feel like it kind of takes on the personality of the leadership group. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think looking back to even like playing like the teams that I played on in college, we had a big, um, a big class my year. I think we ended up having ten or eleven kids in our class. Yeah. Um, and over the course of the four years that I was there, just kind of how we improved and grew and ended up being uh, one of the top teams and a number two seed in the tournament our senior year. Um, by the time we got to be seniors, I felt like the juniors and the seniors of that team, um, the what kind of the work and sweat that we had put into that over the course of those four years was evident in the way that we played. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, yeah, no, I completely agree. It's huge. Yeah. Okay. Next question is, cause I, I've been asked this question quite a bit and I know we're kind of on the same page, but it'd be good to riff about it here. Um, who picks the captains, the players or the coaches? Players. <laughs> has to be Do we even need to go on? It has to be the players. <laughs> I, I, it like, like, as a coach, you know what's going on behind in the locker room when you're not around, but you don't know everything, you know. And I, I think, um, I, I think the most important part of that being a leader on the team is having the respect of your teammates. Yeah. And um, I, I, I think the players have to have to be involved in. And picking the captain. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And it's uh, Shafe had a saying: "Dogs no dogs." Oh, that yeah. was his saying: "Dogs no dogs." So, they, and again, they, I like that. yeah, they're around each other twenty four hours a day. Like that's one thing I learned from um, Jen Baker, who we've had on the podcast. She's a um, athletic director at Johns Hopkins now, but she worked at Cornell, did a ton of leadership development stuff with us. If you haven't listened to that podcast, by the way, it's one of my favorites that we've done for everybody that's listening. Um, just an expert on leadership. She's. Uh, a Navy pilot, aerospace engineer that now is an athletic director. She's like legit. <laughs> um, like but that. her big thing is like you're you're a teammate 24-7. You're not a teammate just when you're at the rink. You know, things that you do on Saturday nights and things that you do in the classroom and things that you do socially or when you're eating dinner, I mean, that affects the team and how you're going to play. 100%. So you, again, going back to it, the players and how they – they do it. And and one of the interesting things that I thought, you know, we had an, uh, a situation at Cornell when I was coaching there. I want to say it was my second or third year there. I can't remember. But we had a player who we kind of, he was like one of our better players. And we kind of thought could have been a leader. Um, and he wasn't voted a captain. He had some votes, but it was clear that there were other people ahead of him to do it. And I remember having the debate like, you know, should we give him a letter? Because maybe that's going to be a thing that's going to help him vault to being a better player, being a better teammate, whatever. Shave's like, nope, not a chance. Yep. And we, we kind of batted it around it a little bit, but we were like, nope. And at the end of the day, it's because of what you're talking about. Like, if we give a kid a letter and the players don't respect them, that's not like you're going to lose respect as a coach. There's always so in, in at Harvard when we voted for captains, we voted the spring prior. It's just kind of yep, same. Yeah, yep. So um, I always remember being surprised, tallying up the votes. Oh, really? I, I there's always one guy that you're you think would maybe get a little bit more, and then there's always a guy that you didn't think would get as sure, many, and that would get more. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, maybe um, you just don't know your team as well as we did because <laughs> we were never surprised. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. It, it is kind of cool, though. I, I think it's a really cool thing when you t- 
tally up the votes and there's a player that you didn't think was going to get that many votes, but they do. Yep. Uh, that's a really cool feeling as a coach because then you kind of get some more respect for that guy yep. and you understand the the pull that they have away from the group because that person is probably the most important person that's going to be in your leadership group the next year because it's what you don't see. Yep. And all the stuff that happens away from the rink, 100% like has an effect on how you play and your team culture. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. When you think about, let's, let's talk about the younger ages just for a little bit. Like, cause this is actually a question that I get a lot. Is there a certain age where you feel like captains should be named? Do you feel like at the younger levels, there should be captains, there shouldn't be captains, I don't, I, there isn't a right answer to this question. That's a great question. Yeah, I, it's, it's one that I get question. all the time, and it's yeah. fun to just kind of, I'd love to hear your opinion because I don't, I don't know the exact answer to that question. I just have a gut feeling maybe kind of thing. What are your thoughts? Did you, like, were you a captain or did you have captains on your teams at younger we ages? We did, yeah, and I was, and it was, thinking about it now, like, whenever I would watch, I feel like the younger levels back when, College recruiting was a little bit different. You could watch some of the Bantams and the, and the and young, sure. younger level younger level midget hockey. Every game that you went to, I remember like every game that you went to, the best player on the team <laughs> wore the C. Yeah, and it's like it's every like if you wanted to look for the best player on the team, person was the captain. Yeah. Um. So I don't necessarily think that's value has value. I'm going to you say know? that that happens at the youngest of levels too. Yeah. You go to like Mike Squirk, Novice, Adam. The best player. Best players. Stop it, coaches. Do not do that. Please Honestly. do not do that. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Um, but it's interesting like because I, I, I do think it's such an important piece of personal development and character development and things that you want to gain from hockey. You know what I mean? The things that you're going to learn and take away from the game when it's when, when you're done playing. Yeah. Um, it is one of the things that I think can be um, can be learned and can be um, kind of uh, stressed as a, important by the coaching staff and the message that they send to the team. Um, it, giving like the certain age now that you're asking, like I'm not exactly sure when would be appropriate, <laughs> um, but I, I do think it, it has, it is valuable. Yeah. You know? One of the things that I, I've heard of some people doing is they like rotate it yep. for like the youngest of kids, right? Like, you know, one game, you're going to be a I captain, like you're yep. going to be a captain, you kind of um, rotate it through the group, and then maybe towards the end of the year you kind of pick or you have the players pick somebody just because I think it would be kind of cool for a kid, you know, to have the C on their chest for one and then feel like a leader. And yeah. it goes back to the, the development side that you're talking about. I mean, maybe they feel a little empowered there and maybe they understand a little bit, maybe just a tiny bit more about what I like that idea, yeah. leader's all about, you know? I like the sound of that, yeah. Yeah, so I just... Um, the, the one thing is I just, I hope coaches don't just, okay, you're the best player. Boom. <laughs> you're the captain. Honestly. <laughs> you're I know. totally screwing that kid. I know. <laughs> I know. Especially if he's kind of a, you see it all the time. Yeah. You see it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, one story I did want to tell, and I, I'm, I'm sure I've told this story on the pod bas podcast before, but you know, Brent Brecky, right? Yep. So Brex, he's my mentor. Like, I love the guy. I think he's one of the best coaches I've ever had. Um, and it was interesting because Chris Brooks, who I'm sure you know too, he's an assistant coach at Michigan Tech now. Brooksy. So they played together at uh, at Western Michigan, and uh, Brex is like a no-nonsense, like he's a lead-by-example kind of guy, you know, just awesome, give-the-shirt-off-your-back kind of guy, and uh, I remember Brooksy because I played for him in, in Rio Grande when I was playing in the Central League, and he told me this story about how Brex, if there was a guy who wasn't buying in, or if he was a guy that like... Um, 
you know, did something stupid on Saturday night or just needed a little bit of a wake-up call, Brooksy said that Brex would make it a point on Monday practice every single drill. He was a defenseman. He would go against that guy in the drill. So he would, you know, go behind or cut guys in line to make sure he was going against that guy. That's awesome. And just, and Breck's competitive guy. I can't even imagine the kind of player that he Made was. Made his life difficult? Uh, yes, practice. I think that would yeah. be a very good politically correct way of, of saying it. Yeah. Um, but it just goes back to it, man. I mean, there's no right way to, or wrong way to do things. Like, that's in Brex's DNA. Yep. Like, the reason why he's a great leader is because he's really competitive and he cares and he wants everybody to be involved and be a part of the team. And if you're not buying in, like either get in or get the hell out of the way. And uh, that was a little bit of a reminder to whoever that person was. Like, okay, you're either in this or life's going to be miserable for you. For sure. You know? Um, and I just wonder, do you have any stories about any guys that you've played with, um, guys that you've coached, just things that you've seen maybe that just kind of went above? Because I feel like that's a bit of an above and beyond. Yeah. Kind of thing. That's Anything off the top of your head that you can think of? The thing that came to mind a little bit was when you were telling that story is, um, and I, I, being around the youth side of it a little bit more over the last six months um, and seeing it, like the one thing for me is is find like finding that age when it stops becoming like the working too hard or like not being cool. Oh God. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like, Oh, like you don't want to work too hard. Cause I, I, I hear it among some of the players on the ice about like, Oh, being a, being a hero by, by working too hard yep. or something like that. Like, and I, I think for me, that is the crazy. And I, I've heard it like, like the, uh, too much. Yeah. Way too much. Way too much. It, it levels that you didn't think would be an issue, but it, maybe it's, uh, the, the way kids are now, you know what I mean. But I, well, you see it in pro hockey too. You yeah, see like in college hockey, pro hockey, kids afraid to to work hard or be competitive because it's not the cool thing to do. Yep. Um, when in reality, that's what coaches. That's what. That's how you be. That. That's what you want in players. Yeah. You know, is that drive, that fire, um, and sure, like it might not. Your buddies might not like it during practice sometimes if you're going extra hard on them or yeah. or whatever it might be like that's like it's that is the cool thing to do yeah and if you really want to be something in this game and you really want to push yourself to be as good as you can be find that fire like don't don't ever be shy to express that yeah it goes um, back to the side. confidence that you were talking about i mean you have to be confident in who you are and what you're doing right and uh i i tell you know, when I do my team building, it's one of the biggest things I talk about is like everybody wants to be the hardest worker. I think if you asked every single player that ever played the game, they want to be the hardest worker, right? However, there's a difference between wanting to be the hardest worker and actually being the hardest worker because there's only one on a team. Maybe there's two or three or whatever that are kind of above and beyond. Yep. So there's two things that these people can do if they want to be the hardest worker. Okay, so you have your guys that are above and beyond, and then you have your guys who are below who are the Johnny Tryhard. Calling, they call the other people the Johnny Tryhards, right? Yep. And so you can either raise your level to get to that level to be the hardest worker, or the other thing you can do is you can try and make fun of those people to try and bring them down. Yep. So all of a sudden they feel like, you know, they don't, because everybody wants approval. Everybody wants to feel accepted and part of a team. 100%. And so, you know, the, those players who call the other players, the Johnny tryhards, if, if like, let's say I'm a junior coach. If I am a junior coach and I heard that, I would trade that kid. So fast. Th the exact same day. And I would not even give a crap 
who it would be a bag of pucks. I wouldn't care. Is a coach or a scout or recruiter? I want that kid. Yeah, I want the kid who's the tryhard. Give me that guy all yeah. day. Yeah, give oh. me that all day. Oh, that's God. what I want. Yeah, and and I think it's important to delineate too because we were t- we talked about it a little bit before. Like there actually are some people. I define the Johnny tryhard as the guy who works really hard in front of the coaches, and then the yep. coaches leave, and then they're whatever. Like it's it's a show. You know what I mean? Like it's a show because you can tell. and yeah, and and those people you, you know. can <laughs> for all the kids listening that are that person, we know, we know, <laughs> we know. Um, those we were there, <laughs> yeah, we know. We played once. Yeah, um, like those are the people. Like I want the kids who like I walk into a rink at seven a.m. and I have no idea that they're there, but they're there. And those they don't th- tell you about it. No, you know it's just it's just who they are and what they do, and yeah, it's uh those those players are funny. Could sniff them out a Real mile fast. away, right? Real fast. Um, well, good stuff. So, um, so we've been doing this for a little bit here now. Um, any final thoughts? Any final thoughts on or any advice to maybe coaches out there? Any advice to to kids out there? How about we do this? Any advice to kids out there that maybe want to be a captain? Yeah, I, I think the two things is the kind of what we had talked about. One, you have to be yourself, um, and don't ever think that you have to be uh, any go anything above who you are Um, develop those qualities in yourself uh, and express yourself and don't be afraid to like like don't to reiterate kind of the point that we had just talked about like don't think that it's not going to be the cool thing to do if you go too hard in practice or you mention to a kid hey let's go and practice if he might be dogging it like that's like like, don't like and I know because I've been there and then growing up that it's it's, it's a factor, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it is something that, that, that does come to mind. But if I could say anything to the, to the kids is just don't be afraid um, to express yourself in that way if that's, if that's what's in you. Yeah. Yeah, I think the other thing too, Vex talks about this, but if you're, on a, if you're an older player, you're playing junior hockey or college hockey or pro hockey, if you want to be a leader, look at and emulate the people that you think are really good leaders and try to do some of the things that, that they're doing as well, because that can be the best leadership development right there. I mean, I learned a ton from Mike Knopfley and and Matt Molson and some of these other guys, even like going back to junior hockey, Corey McLean, who was the captain my first year went to Notre Dame, like figure out what they're doing and and try to emulate them. And then even maybe like try to, be better, you know, yep. if they work and if they're out there 10 minutes early, be out there 15 minutes early. And uh, there's so many good um, mentors that you can look up to to try and figure it out because it is, it's tough to be a leader. It's really, really hard. I think that's another thing is it can be a it's lonely place. Yeah, it, it can be a lonely place. And it goes back to you have to have a really good support group as a captain um, to, to be a, a good captain. And so um, involve other people with you. Look at, at who the, um, you know, who the leaders are that you've been a follower for before. And I think you can go a long way for your own development too. Completely agree. All right. Well, good stuff, man. Well, uh, 35, 34 minutes in here. Hey, uh, hey, Ras, talk to me, uh, talk to me about gel sticks. What's going on with gel sticks? Gel sticks. Great sticks. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I j- shout out again. I feel like we do this all the time. Shout out John Lonsbury. Um, Great training tool. I, I think there's always, uh, it, for, for, for me, it was the, the comment is uh, from the coaches when I was a kid was, hey, 
go hit the wrist curls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you fire them off and hit the net. <laughs> uh, but now I, I, I think training's come a long way, and obviously um, it, it's, it's just an awesome resource to be able to develop that wrist strength and um, th- those muscles in your arms. And, um, yeah, highly recommended. Muscles. The muscles. muscles. I need to get a few more of those again. Yeah, I'm losing them too. <laughs> but Gel6, go to gel6.com, G-E-L-S-D-X.com, and use the coupon code THINKTAKE to get a discount on your weighted training sticks. How about uh, how about Train Heroic? Train Heroic. I'm not Heroically trained. Heroically trained <laughs> is, I, I know it's an app uh, for, for players to, uh, or athletes or whoever wants to, find training programs and stuff like that. Um, again, always look for an edge is a find, find different ways to do things. Try to find that edge, uh, train heroic. And I know Vex has a, uh, the, the program on there, right? Vex has a program. So Vex does individual stuff. So anybody can go on there and go to ripped hockey. Of course, that's Vex's name, ripped hockey, RIPT though. I think, what is it? Revolutionary individualized personal training. I think that's what like it stands that. for. Yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> but it's ripped. It's Vex. So, um, yeah, look for Ripped Hockey on Train Heroic. I mean, every he's like thousands of people that have used it. And he also uses it, uh, like he trains Tri-City from afar. It's awesome. And so they just get their phones, they go into the weight room, they use the app, and they do their workouts together through that. So uh, I think he's got like five or six junior teams and some youth teams that he's doing. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, reach out to Vex. if um, And if you reach out to Vex, he's very, 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 very addicted to his Instagram. He's got a blue check mark, if you didn't know. So if you would like wow. to. Oh, yeah. I didn't oh, know that. Oh, yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's living it. So uh, I, he's almost at like influencer status now. Although 10,000, I think he's got like 10,000 followers, so we got to get that up for him. Let's work on that. Let's work on that. But he's got the blue check mark, so reach out to him on Instagram if you're like a, a hockey director, a youth hockey director, uh, or a coach, and you, you're you trying to figure out a way to, to help train your kids. Um, it's a great resource for them. So a little plug for Vex there and, and Train Heroic. IceHockeySystems.com, RAS. Coaches out there. Got to find always ways to sharpen up your ideas, right? You don't know it all. Uh, try and learn as much as you can. And I think ice hockey systems, I know I was over your shoulder the one day uh, and you were kind of walking me through it. What what an awesome resource. What an awesome tool for coaches to be able to find drills and uh, just find different ways to do things. Like it's so much knowledge out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. And uh, I know I've got to know these guys really well who uh, has started it over the past couple of years. And it is, it's just like a phenomenal resource I mean, there's like thousands of drills on there that you can pull from as a coach. There's whiteboard explanations of different systems and structures and things. And then uh, we've partnered up with them to do an association platform where you can get this at such a low cost for your entire organization. And it's not just the coaches. So the coaches, you can draw up drills, you can save drills, you can send it out to your teams beforehand, send it out to your coaches to share stuff. Um, But also they have our parent survival guide from the Hockey Think Tank that you can send out to all your parents which if you're a hockey director, not just the coaches, I think it can save you a lot, a lot of headaches with that as well. And so um, it just gives the parents a a great kind of understanding of what youth hockey is, how you can help your kid to achieve their dreams and stuff. So um, it's a one-stop shop for any youth organization. Go to icehockeysystems.com today and search out the associations tab. And uh, yeah, I think it'd be a great value add for, for all the players and parents and kids out there players, parents, and coaches out there. So, uh, well, we appreciate, Ras, you taking some time. I This was a fun one. This was a fun I one. I love talking leadership. Yeah, it's awesome. It's such a, it's such like, um, I don't know, it's like really, really hard to be good at, but once you 
are or once you see it, it's uh, it just makes your team go. And it's such an important piece. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, for sure. So hopefully we gave you guys some good info on here about uh, team leadership, team captains, and all that kind of stuff. Thank you for everybody that uh, that sent us messages on what you want us to talk about. And in future ones, we'll get to some other things. But hope you guys have a great, great, great week. And uh, we will see you next week as well.